When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to the Best Damn Movie Related Show here on the internet. This is as always from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio. I just want to say it's an honor and a privilege to be able to talk about movies in front of a virtual water cooler and for today's podcast. Today's topics are going to be, should we give Robert Pattinson a chance to play Batman? Dr. Doolittle loses the studio $100 million. Marshall Scazzy casts Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro in his new movie. The Karate Kid goes Broadway. Does Brie Larson deserve a pay raise for playing Captain Marvel? Those are our five topics for the day. And so right off the bat, we're going to be talking about should we give Robert Pattinson a chance to play Batman? And here's the thing. The other day on my movie page, I decided to post a picture of Robert Pattinson on the cover of Forbes magazine. And on the cover, it says, Gotham's prodigal son has returned to Gotham. Then it shows him with his hair slicked back and he has a leather jacket on. Okay, so my thing was this. Number one, he's not dressed as Bruce Wayne. He's actually just there for an interview to talk about the Batman movie, and that's it. He's in an interview for that. He's not talking about anything else as of right now. And a matter of fact, it's still in production as of right now. So any type of Batman suit or anything like that is not going to show up right now. It's gonna. It's still in the early stages of actually being directed right now in post-production, if you will, or production. And, you know... I'm, it's one thing to be skeptical, like I am, and there's another thing to just be hating on an actor or actress or whoever it is. It doesn't have to be Robert Patterson to actually be hated on, and I get the fact it's the internet, and because it's the internet, it's a new cool thing to do, be, to hate on someone just for the sake of hating on someone, and it's like being a bully in high school, if you will, where you're sitting there with your group of friends. And one of your friends starts making fun of the new kid. So therefore, what do you do? You go on ahead and join them because of the fact that it's the cool thing to do or peer pressure. So therefore, you go on ahead and make fun of the new kid for looking the way he looks or whatever it may be. And that's exactly the same thing here. It's now the cool thing to hate on celebrities. It's now the cool thing to actually threaten them. It's now the cool thing to do that. No, it's not, though. And... From my perspective, it's okay to have criticisms. It's okay to be skeptical. But it's not okay to hate on somebody for the sake of hating on someone. And for me personally, the reason why I'm skeptical, and this is just me, is the fact that, you know, I've tried watching him in other films besides Twilight. I tried watching him in Life. I tried watching him in other stuff. It just didn't hit for me. Maybe The Lighthouse would actually be the movie that might actually hit for me. But as of right now... Those other movies I mentioned, or, or that movie that I mentioned, just didn't do it for me. It just didn't do the trick for me like I wanted it to. But I can't give the... I have to give the guy credit, though. He is trying to separate himself from the Twilight movies, even though it's hard because he's been typecast as Edward Cullen. And even the guy who plays Harry Potter had to sep- try and separate himself because everybody just knew him as Harry Potter. And the only one that was able to do that was Emma Watson. And... It's actually a hard thing now that actors separate themselves from a franchise. It's now actually hard for them to actually get 
get out of that whole entire phase where, okay, he was Edward Cullen. And that's all, re- that's all people actually see. And I've actually, see- now I'm guilty of this too, where all I see is him as Edward. But when I was watching those movies, I ended up doing this. I separated myself from the fact that he played in Twilight. And I watched the movie or movies that I watched. And it just, he just didn't sell it for me. I don't know if it was the direction. I don't know if it was the dialogue. I don't know if it was the writing. But it just didn't hit. It just didn't land. And that's okay because that's a fair criticism as far as things go. But I cannot deny the guy the fact that he hasn't been acting. He hasn't been working his ass off to separate himself from the Twilight franchise. And I like the fact that he's working his ass off. The guy is a hard worker. He's he's actually trying his best to do what he needs to do. And I cannot deny him of that. And I love the casting choices in the Batman movie and stuff like that. There's nothing about, bad about the casting choices. It's just me being skeptical right now of him being Batman and Bruce Wayne for right now. Until I actually see a trailer or whatever, that's the only thing that I can actually say. Is the fact that, you know, I'm just going to have to wait until a trailer actually sells me on the fact that he's actually Bruce Wayne or Batman. But other than that, I'm still excited for a Batman movie. I'm still excited about the casting choices that they have actually made up to this point. And I'm actually excited, too, that Colin Farrell is the Penguin in this movie. And we're actually getting some good casting choices that I didn't even think of that they, that they would even cast. So there's that. So now I'm going to go on ahead and talk about Dr. Doolittle loses the studio $100 million. And here's the thing. I was talking about typecasting. If you look at RDJ's, Robert Downey Jr.'s track record, when you actually look at that, and don't look at Tropic Thunder because he was actually in that movie with other comedians and and other comics to actually make him stand out a little bit more and stuff like that. But when you look at his standalone movies away from the MCU... When you look at The Judge, which is a great movie that should have had Robert Duvall as the father and the chemistry between RDJ and Robert Duvall was just fantastic. I don't understand why this movie bombed. But I think it's a lot to do with the fact, number one, RDJ is typecast now as Tony Stark. And now it's actually hard for him to actually get out there and actually make movies the way that he needs to actually make movies. And, you know, that's not his fault or anything like that, that he's been typecast. But I just feel like that is because of the fact that he's typecast is why Dr. Little Dr. Doolittle Field. And here's the thing. I'm, I wasn't sold on the trailers itself. I don't know the, what they were trying to go for. I don't know if there was something wrong within the movie or anything like that. So I can't judge it based off of that. So I'm just speculating on as to why it could have failed. And that's the only thing I could think of is the fact that RGJ is actually typecast as Tony Stark. And, you know, it's just hard for other actors to get jobs where they're not typecast. And that's a sad thing because of the fact, like I said, they want to go ahead and separate themselves from a franchise. But us, as fans, it's actually hard to for them to actually do that because we actually see them as a certain character because we actually saw him in X amount of Iron Man movies. He played in X amount of um, other stuff, too. I mean, he actually played in the End- Avengers Endgame, Infinity War. He played in just about every single MC-, MC movie that you can actually think of. And 
you know, it's not his fault that he's been typecast or anything. And it's just our our own selves as fans that that's all we see him as is Tony Stark. But the guy is such a great actor. He can do comedic time. He has great comedic timing. He has good dramatic chops. He can actually carry his own film. And I think that the next Sherlock Holmes movie would actually make a big old huge comeback for RDJ because everybody's been wanting, myself included, wanting a good Sherlock movie. The first two movies were really good. The third movie, I can't wait for it to come out. So I'm thinking once he winds up making the third Sherlock Holmes movie, I believe that he's going to get more deals outside of the whole entire Marvel Disney stuff and things like that. And of course, you know, I would like to actually see him in a more Scorsese movie. I would love to see him do a little bit more dramatic stuff and things like that. If, you know, more Scorsese decides that he has a character lined up for RDJ to play. But... That's just how I'm viewing it right now is the fact that, you know, he's been typecast. And that's just me speculating. I haven't seen the movie for Doolittle or anything like that. Like I mentioned before, I just feel like maybe he's just been typecast. But now I'm just going to move on down to Marcel Scorsese, cast Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro in his new movie. And, you know, at this award ceremony... You know, Robert De Niro went on ahead and he said that him and Leonardo DiCaprio are going to be working together for the very first time. And he's excited about it. And, you know, I'm I'm actually excited for this because the name of the movie is called Killers of the Flower Moon. And it tells the story of a 1920s on-age murders. Osage murders, where uh, when several Native Americans of the Osage Nation were killed after oil disputes were discovered beneath their Oklahoma land, the murderers led the led then newly formed FBI to the state to investigate. To investigate, so this makes me excited because of the fact that we haven't seen Martin Scorsese do this type of movie before. Don't get me wrong; he's directed other movies and stuff like that, and. You know, I'm excited at the fact that we even have Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio in the same movie together. I believe that their chemistry is actually going to be really strong. I think this movie is going to be really good. I love the fact that you actually have this whole entire thing where you have this one plot going on where you have the oil dispute. And then there's actually a death that actually happens with this murder. And... Now, maybe maybe Leonardo DiCaprio plays the FBI agent. Maybe Robert De Niro is actually the murderer. I don't know. I'm just speculating. I think this is a fantastic idea. I love more Scorsese movies. I love the Goodfellas movie. I love Kings of New York. I like Wolf of Wall Street. I love all just about every single more Scorsese film that he's actually put out. And you can't deny the guy. I mean, he's actually one of the other hardest working directors that we actually have today. And yes, despite the fact that he said that Marvel films are like carnival rides or amusement park rides and everything. Just And here's the thing. His style and direction is totally different back whenever he first started out. And look how the movie industry is now and as a whole with these big, huge franchises. Uh, movies with comic book based films and there was nothing really going on during that time so his direction and the way he was brought up into the film industry is totally different than what we have now today and so I can actually understand a little bit from his perspective now but to me he should have just said look the way that 
certain films are made today, they're a lot different uh, and actually feels like a amusement park rides compared to where I was back in the 70s directing Taxi Driver. That's all he would have to say. But he but to low ball, ball the MCU fans and comic book fans and everything else, that was messed up. But, you know, you can't deny the guy that he isn't a great act, director because he can direct some really good stuff. When you look at Wolf of Wall Street, Goodfellas and stuff like that, like I mentioned. But I'm sold on the fact that we actually have Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro in this movie. And of course... You actually have them working get together, and Marcel Stacy is just like Quentin Tarantino. He likes have, using the same actors because he knows that he can get the best out of his actors or actresses working for him, and that's a great thing because that goes to show that he can put his faith in these actors to do the job that needs to be done, and he doesn't have to question, okay, is this person just milking it? Is this person not delivering his lines at all? And of course. It gives him a, lot, a little bit more freedom to be comfortable behind the director's chair, knowing that his actors are actually doing what is required of them to do and everything. And even Leonardo DiCaprio will probably do some improv and stuff like that. Marshall Scorsese will probably add some improv in and everything. But bottom line is this. You can't deny Robert De Niro is a great actor. You can't deny Leonardo DiCaprio isn't a great actor because he is. And, you know... I really have to say, I mean, I really am excited to actually see what this movie is actually going to look like. This is going to be a big screen movie as, compared to what The Irishman is. And it makes me excited because I want to see a Marcese, Martin Scorsese movie on the big screen rather than on a small screen. But I can understand why they would want to go on ahead and do The Irishman on a smaller screen. Especially when you look at the budget and how long that movie was. And it needed to be that long. But, you know... Having these two actors in it, I'm all for it. So, let's go on ahead and talk about The Karate Kid Goes Broadway. So, <clears throat> back in the 80s and everything, I really have to say The Karate Kid is what got me into karate. It made me want to compete in karate. It made me want to have some defense lessons because I got bullied. And The Karate Kid was one is my childhood. And we got many sequels after the first one. And of course, we also got that uh, Will Smith, Will Smith's son, and that uh, reboot or remake of The Karate Kid. And now we actually have a spinoff show of Cobra Kai. But I cannot picture the guy who's going to be playing Daniel Caruso singing while he's competing on stage for that trophy to go up against this bully. And he's having to sing that he's going to kick the guy in the face. Because he actually has to express himself that he's going to be doing certain things through song. I don't know if that's how it's going to play out. But of course we also have other movie, other Broadway musicals actually that's actually um, based off of movies. We have Beetlejuice. We got the Mrs. Doubtfire play that's going to be happening. We got a couple of other musicals that's based off of movies and stuff. And this is going to be pretty interesting to actually see how this thing plays out. I just don't know what a Karate Kid Broadway um, play would actually look like. Will we see Mr. Miyagi as a force ghost? Will we see something different from this? Probably. But, you know, I don't know if they're going to use the same aspects that they did with the Karate Kid. Or if this is going to be loosely based off the Karate Kid and they're just calling it Karate Kid. But as of right now... And everything. I'm kind of curious as to what this whole entire Broadway musical is actually going to look like. 
But, hey, we're just going to have to stay tuned and see. Because there's not really much going on on that story right now. Other than the fact that they did green light the whole entire thing for them to do it. And so, there's that. So, now I'm going to drop down to... Does Brie Larson deserve a paid raise for playing Captain Marvel? Okay. Before I actually say what I have to say. I have nothing against her at all. Just like how I don't have anything against Robert Pattinson or anything like that. Other than me being skeptical. But with Brie Larson on the other hand. She made only three appearances in the MCU. We have her in Avengers Infinity War. Endgame. And of course her solo movie. And she's only getting $5 million to play in these movies. Now, Scarlett Johansson, on the other hand, is getting paid at least $15 million, which is understandable because she's actually developed, over the years, her character. And she actually played these char- that character for God knows how long, since the very first uh, Avengers movie. And, you know, I think that she actually earned her way up into that $50 million bracket. And... You know, and Brie Larson, especially with the bad critical backlash that she's getting from fans and stuff like that, I don't get it. I don't get why people have to be mean towards her or anything like that. I didn't have any problems with Brie in the Captain Marvel movie. Now, here's the thing. If you had problems with the film, that's not Brie Larson's fault. That's the writer's fault. That's the director's fault. Brie, there was nothing wrong with Brie Larson in the movie at all. She was just playing a character that is the way that she is supposed to be described in the script itself. And that's not her fault, that she's actually reciting the lines that was on that script. And she's actually just delivering her lines the best she can do. She's actually doing what she's required to do, which is give the best performance to to the director, because that's what the director requires. And that's what she did. But... Here's the thing. I think that she needs to go on ahead and make a name for herself in the MCU right now. Because she's only had three appearances right now and she's already asking for a raise. And right now, I think that she needs to go on ahead to, and play in, in a couple more roles with as Captain Marvel. Do what Scarlett Johansson did. Move herself up. And then she can start doing a pay raise. But right now, it's just too early in the game for her to say that she needs a pay raise. Because I feel like that, you know, you have to start from the bottom and work your way up. You don't start from the top and work your, uh, and stay there. Every single job you go to, you have to work your way from the bottom all the way up to the top to let everyone know that you are the hardest worker that they have. And that's what she needs to do. She needs to ignore all the backlash, which she probably is doing, and just keep doing what she does. And also on top of that, they are making another Captain Marvel movie. So, with another director. So, maybe, after this movie is a success and everything, maybe this could be her doorway to actually getting a pay raise. And maybe the fans might not be so critical towards her or anything like that either. And maybe she might be actually be able to have a pay raise. But everybody is very critical towards her. Very nasty towards her. Very sexist towards her. And, you know, everybody is... I saw this one meme, which is totally sexist, where she has boobs, and because she has boobs, it makes the movie better. Or that's the only thing that people actually care about. Sorry, but boobs does not make a movie better or anything like that. 
And, you know, that is a very sexist thing for anyone to go ahead and do and say about an actress or anything. It's sexist. It shouldn't be done. I think that Brie Larson's a good actress. And, yes, I thought that Captain Marvel was a good movie. I had fun with it. But was it rememberable? Was it going to be up there in the ranking scales as far as a movie in the MCU goes? Not to some people. To some people, maybe yes. For me, it was a good movie. I wouldn't have mind seeing it again. I thought it was okay. But it doesn't rank up there as far as anything else that I've seen in the MCU. But don't forget, Scarlett Johansson actually built the name for herself by doing the Winter Soldier, by being in the Avengers movies, and also, too, by being in the Infinity War, and also in in Endgame. So, you know, you have her on countless appearances compared to what Brie Larson is. So her earning her stars to being this uh, celebrity who gets $15 million and everything to be in a Marvel movie, that's great. And she's also going to be in her solo movie. So she's had more appearances right now than what Brie Larson has. And I think Brie just needs to be patient a little bit longer and everything. And she'll get her dues. She will. But for right now, I just have to say, go on ahead. Do what you do. Keep on acting. Keep on acting your ass off. And just do what you have to do to get your pay. Because you don't start from the top. You start from the bottom. And work your way up. And don't get me wrong. She's actually played in some smaller stuff. Things like that. But when it comes down to the MCU stuff. She has to establish herself as an actress. In the MCU universe. Before she can actually get paid. The Scarlet, on the level of Scarlett Johansson. That's just the way I look at it. But everybody has an opinion. And that's just one of my opinions. And... That's going to be it for today, and I hope that you guys actually enjoyed the show and everything. I'm actually going to have a link in the description to where you guys can send me in voicemail messages about what you guys think of the show, or if you guys want to just send me in a voicemail message and give me a shout out or anything like that, go on ahead and do so, and until next time, bye-bye.